Why on earth would somebody in a successful corporate job leave their job to become an energy healer? In this episode of the Energy Healing Podcast, I'm going to share with you a bit about my own journey in becoming an energy healer and very successful at it, and also some of the pitfalls, the mistakes I've made along the way. This is the Energy Healing Podcast with myself, Harun Rabbani. So before we get started, make sure you hit the like button and share this video. You never know who might find this of use. So the question arises, why the heck would I leave a very well-paid job to jump into energy healing? The answer is, I actually didn't. Here's what happened. I used to work in selling medical devices to clinicians, to doctors, to ENT surgeons, gastroenterologists. Now that last company I worked for, it was all to do with ENT. I was the number one by far from the moment I got my territory all the way through. And I was still number one even months after I'd left the company. So why would I quit that job? Well, the real reason is this. That company, I found it very corrupt. I found that they had made a lot of mistakes on the technical side, in the quality assurance side, and basically they needed a scapegoat, me, because one of the hospitals had issues with the product. And so instead of saying it was their responsibility, they wanted to blame me. And after months of trying to figure out how I'm going to deal with this, I decided, you know what, I've had enough, I'm going to leave. I can do this on my own. So I set up my own training company, training people, coaching people, particularly entrepreneurs, to grow their business, to get sales without being salesy. Now, I did that for a number of years. Then I asked the big question, so what? Who cares if they make more sales, sell more IT, etc.? I really had no passion for what they were doing. When I used to sell medical equipment, the reason I was number one was in my mind, and it was very warped mind, in my mind, I was saving lives. I was helping doctors save lives with the equipment that they were purchasing from my company. I was just an educator, a facilitator for saving these lives. Now that I'm teaching sales to entrepreneurs who aren't really making a difference other than their own pockets, I thought, who cares? So I went into this wilderness and started searching, searching for why I exist. What can I do to make a real difference? At the same time I was going through a divorce, it shattered me. All of that was draining me. It was emotionally just destroying me. And to be honest, I was depressed. But for the sake of my sons, I probably would have taken my own life. So I did not enjoy that aspect of my life. But my baby sons at the time, they are what really kept me going simply by the fact that I'm there for them as their dad. In that time, I stumbled across the movie The Secret. I was in two minds as to whether this was something real or not. And then I came across what the bleep do we know? And I thought to myself, how can one person change, in this case me, how can I change in such a way that I can make a global difference? So I started researching the synergy between science and spirituality, science and consciousness, that's when I set up my first podcast in 2007, interviewing experts in the field of science, understanding how people can transform their life, transform the world. So as I'm doing this, of course, I'm running my company still. This time I'm helping light workers, people who are yoga teachers, healers, therapists, and helping them to develop their business. By 2013, I had a series of failed relationships and I was actually quite heartbroken. Heartbroken not by the last relationship, but heartbroken by the fact that I could never settle in a relationship. And I thought, 
what's going on? What's a common thing between all these people? I'm meeting, I'm trying to build a relationship. It, it's almost like they're conspiring with my ex-wife. And I thought, what's a common theme between them all? And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm the common theme. So I turned to psychologists, healers, energy healers, therapists, people from all walks of life in terms of transformation, people from the conventional field and alternative field. And most of them were pretty good at what they do. None of them could address the issue that I wanted to address, which is the root cause of why I was attracting the kind of people I was attracting into my life. And so I started working on me. I started looking into releasing my emotional attachment to so much of the past pain, the violent upbringing as a child, the racism at school, the betrayals, the divorce. The divorce nearly set me off to suicide. So all of these things, I didn't have a single mentor, but I had a few teachers, mentors, my friend John, David, all of these amazing people played their little important roles. However, it was only me going deep into removing the root cause, what was destroying my life, and to be honest, affecting everyone else around me. So after several weeks of non-stop, five, six, seven hours of working on myself, I fell ill. For two weeks, I was so sick, my lungs were full of phlegm, and I don't get ill. I thought I was going to die, but I continued releasing, letting go, surrendering, surrendering my life, saying, okay, God, universe, divine, take me then. I'm ready to go. What have I got to lose? After two weeks of this pain and this near-death experience for two weeks, it took me another two weeks to get strong again, to get my strength back. And so after that, everything changed. My former wife stopped hassling me with negativity. She was neutral, but there was no more negativity. My father, who had very little compassion towards me, all of a sudden became compassionate. I started getting clients without even having to market. So much of my life changed and I thought, hey, what if this was a fluke? What if this actually maybe works? So I started experimenting on others and I took on guinea pigs, primarily through Facebook friends, and a whole bunch of them, initially out of every 10 people, five people wanted more healing. And this started referring people. Initially it was for free, but then I had to charge for my time. And before you know it, within a couple of months of starting, so this is January 2014, I had worked on so many people that I made an annual salary in the space of two less than three months. It was at this point that with the guidance and support of other friends said, Harun, why don't you set up a clinic? So I set up a clinic in London in a place called Marylebone, and I started getting streams of client coming through. But that was a very expensive place to have a clinic, so I moved it to Kingston in Surrey, and I got so busy. I got so busy, but I still felt that I was barely scratching the surface of the numbers of people I wanted to make a difference to. And so, I decided next to start holding retreats. And I started hosting retreats over a space of two, three days. And I, again, I started seeing people making massive, not little jumps, but massive leaps in different areas of their life. So their health issues, their relationship issues, I had people with all sorts of chronic disease come to me. And we were seeing great results. So at the moment of creating this video, I've done 22 transformational healing retreats with hundreds of people over those few years coming to me and at this moment in time I've done nearly about seven and a half thousand hours of one-to-one -one energy healing work 
However, like I said, how can I make a difference to all these people? What I was finding was a lot of healers were failing. And so I needed to change that as far as I'm concerned. And I'm still on this mission, which is to train up energy healers to work in an integral, authentic way. So here's the deal. When I first found these healers in 2013 to work with me from all sorts of backgrounds, there were people who talked a good talk about how I should change. But I could see that there were issues in their life that they weren't dealing with. So people with massive relationship problems advising me about relationships. People who are teaching meditation, but they themselves did not look very healthy. Imagine going to your doctor because of an obesity issue and your doctor is giving you health advice and your doctor also has obesity issue. To me, just for me, it's out of integrity. It's not authentic. And that bothered me a lot. There are people who are teaching abundance have financial issues. People who are teaching relationships have relationship issues. They were all talking the good talk and there are people who are doing weekend courses and suddenly calling themselves a master. I don't consider myself a master as yet, not at least in healing. In training, yes, but not as in healing because according to Anders Ericsson, it takes about 10,000 hours of practice before you achieve mastery. And that was missing for many of these healers. There were people coming to me as clients who'd been healing for 31 years. But when I prod deep out, I asked them, how many healing sessions do you do a year? They were telling me things like five or six in a year. 31 years, five or six healing sessions. That doesn't amount to a huge amount. And you're not really going to be any good. It's a bit like going to your favorite restaurant and they only get one customer every few weeks. How fresh will the food be? How practiced will your chef be. So it's the same with the healing world. Being a skeptic, I wanted to ignore these people for the time being and look at the science. So I started researching the science and looking at people like Gary Schwartz and his work on distance healing. People like Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I was looking through all these scientific pieces of work and the proof is there. Of course, in mainstream media, you will see that they call it pseudoscience, this energy healing. But when the science is there and it's ignored, of course, they're going to call it that. So it's your job, if you're a healer, my job to get it out to the world that actually science is proving that so much of what was once considered as ancient medicine is actually working today. One of the people I've been working with is Professor Konstantin Korotkov. Now, I saw his measuring device for measuring energy fields and the functionality of your organs. I came across his product in 2007 and I was blown away by what it did. Now I decided I'm going to invest in the product and I've been using it as a tool to measure the condition of people's energy fields, the condition of their organs, because your organs are related to all your emotions and so on. All of that demonstrates that there's plenty of science to prove that energy healing works. But it also does another thing. If you start bringing in the technology, it also shows you those people who are true healers, are they really having an impact on someone? And those people who are charlatans, since there is no industrial body organization really vetting all healers, sometimes you get good people and sometimes you get people who are wannabe good and sometimes you get people who are there just to make the money. What are the reasons why some energy healers fail? Number one, they go and do all the training and they focus on the operations, which is the delivery of the energy healing, which is, of course, what you want. You want to be able to deliver what you are trained to do. But far too many energy healers don't practice on themselves. It's like being a personal trainer, teaching people how to do weights and get fit, and you are grossly obese, 
you are eating too much. So a lot of the energy healers were having that problem. Second thing is they don't believe in themselves. There's too many people out there who by their actions, by their results, by their reality, shows me that they have a lack of self-belief. Dr. John D. Martini says it perfectly that your net worth is directly related to your self-worth. So there's a lot of issues going on on that side. From a business perspective, if you're an energy healer and you're charging money, then there are so many nuances that you need to be fully aware of. First of all, the operations bit is all well and good. But what about the other strategies? Do you have a sales strategy? Do you have a proper marketing strategy? Do you have a talent strategy? Do you have a finance strategy? And because all of these are missing, their business never becomes a business. It becomes more like a hobby that they occasionally get paid for. And another big mistake that so many energy healers make, yoga teachers make, is this. They price themselves incorrectly. And so a lot of people, what they do, especially say with Reiki, is they'll charge very little money. Next person comes along, they'll charge less and they're constantly undercutting each other, leaving everybody bust. And the only people who gain are people who are getting the healing, but they're getting for nothing and they're not really valuing it. So there's a number of mistakes that energy healers make. Who are the people who make the best energy healers? First of all, for me, in my mind, if you are living and breathing what you are teaching, what you are selling, then that already tells me a lot about you. In order to be a truly transformative energy healer, you need to be living it, breathing it, learning it. If you think you know it all, then you've already failed in my books. When I used to sell medical equipment, let me tell you this, there were three levels of doctors that I worked with. There were those who are the total geniuses. There were those who kind of were very good, but also made mistakes. And then there were those who were pretty crap. Guess what? The ones who were pretty crap, they at least knew it, so they were constantly learning. The ones at the top, very few of them, absolute genius, constantly learning, very humble, never assume that they know it all. And then there's a big gap where there's lots of people who have such insecurity, but they pretend that they've got it all together. And I've worked with hundreds of doctors. I can tell you, most of them haven't got their act together. People who are, for example, yoga teachers, yoga in itself is a form of energy healing. But actually when they learn more of the energy healing practices, yoga teachers make very good energy healers, qigong teachers, practitioners. So you gotta be a practitioner. If you are somebody who is looking after your mind, mindfulness, meditation, looking after your subconscious mind, letting go, releasing, are you somebody who's constantly feeding yourself with fast food? Or are you somebody who's actually looking after your nutritional health? So if you're looking after your nutritional health, your physical health, your mental health, that means physical health means yoga, gym, running, whatever it is. I don't care what age you are. Nobody can say to me, I'm too old for this. That's rubbish. I've seen women who are, not so much men, women who are, you know, like 90s, some of them over 100, who are teaching and practicing yoga. So for me, the people I take up as trainees in my training program, primarily, have some kind of physical practice that they're doing, some kind of spiritual practice that they're doing. They totally get it and it's easier to train them because if you're not trainable, then you'll never make a good healer. Also, you've got to be open-minded because a lot of people think that in order to sell, you have to be salesy. No, I was the number one sales guy. I hated selling. 
You know what I did? My top secret for selling and getting the sales? I just build relationships. I'll talk about that on another episode. I just build relationships. And if you stay focused on building relationships, people will treat you like a trusted advisor. So whenever they have any issue regarding health, if it's relationships you deal with, they'll turn to you. But there's ways to do that. And it's not about marketing left, right and center and being on every single social media platform. So if you are somebody who would like to become an energy healer, then drop me a line, comment below or send me an email to Haroon at HaroonRabbani.com. But remember, before you do that, make sure you're somebody who's already practicing, looking after your physical body, mental body. If you're not doing it at all, then there's no point in writing to me. If you're already an energy healer or a therapist of some sort, what is your number one strategy for being a great energy healer or a successful energy healer? I hope this video has been useful for you. I know it's different to the usual ones that I do. You know what? Energy healing is something that has changed my life. It's my full-time profession. I'm teaching others and, and the ones that I'm teaching are absolutely mind-blowing and also obviously practicing my what I preach as well. So thanks for watching. See you next time.